Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis with you. Good to be in your company for another edition on the program. And with us, as always, our main man, Butch Castles. Morning to you, Butch. G'day, Jordan. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What's happening this weekend in racing? Yeah, busy weekend. We race at Taranaki for Interprovincial Day that was abandoned a few weeks ago. So good fields at the Naki Christchurch. They continue their march towards Cup Week. So racing at Rickerton Park, the first of the Phillies series down south. And Sunday... Big day at Tarapa, Great Northern Steeplechase and Hurdle. The Benfoot Great Northern Steeplechase and the Peter Kelly Baileys Great Northern Hurdle. The culmination of the jumping season on this side of the Tasman. And Aaron Kuru has great rides in both races, of course. Been uh, well known on uh, your side of the Tasman for this season. We've got Matt Cross coming up a little later on on the show. But our first guest is Alan Sharrick, who's got a, a, a big weekend ahead. And he's with us now. Morning to you, Alan. Morning, mate. How are you? G'day, Alan Butch here, like uh, Taranaki, home track. So you love uh, having a big team and a well-credentialed uh, team in there. Track improving as the week progresses and what will be a sort of a, a heavy eight, heavy nine by the time uh, the first goes at 12.40? Yeah, mate, it's been lovely the last three days. Um, and it, it will yield, I would say, you know, between 13 and 14 for 1,200, Butch. So for mm. what we've had in this winter, it's probably a better track than most winter tracks at this stage. Yeah, for sure. Right, oh, let's go through them. Race two, Stevie Nicks. We've gone twice and been burnt. Do we go a third time? Um, yeah, the draw says she can't win, but if, if Lisa has one of her dream rides, she'll close late. There's a bit of speed in the race. They, they don't take a breath over 9.90, so I'll ride a conservative and try and look for gaps late in the race and who knows but um, she's tidy enough filly and uh, yeah she's a chance but a draw counts against her Race number three this is a horse that uh, was enormous on debut I think he won by officially 13 and a half lengths and Lisa Allpress couldn't make him go slow enough uh, on that occasion. He's a very, very good galloper Fleming is his name, you gave him a let up after that first win and look 990 he should just be too lickety split for them shouldn't he? Yeah, he's a very, very smart horse. Like, he works with open handicappers and covers them. So, going into a 65, that's pretty positive. 990, he wouldn't want to do anything wrong. Someone's put 10,000 to win on him. So, uh, I wish him all the best. It wasn't me, Butch, but I think he's on the right horse. So, he's five-year-old now, only having a second start. Uh, Alan, talk us through that. He's just a big, late maturing sort of a horse. Um, couldn't lasso him for two years. No, no, he's a light... He's a light-boned horse, Butch. He went shinsaw on me four times. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, he probably would have been sold if he'd trolled up as a three-year-old. Um, yeah, unusual to have a five-year-old have any second start. But he's, uh, yeah, I've just had to wait for him. He's a he's a tall boy, but he's a classy-looking animal. But uh, was very soft-boned as a young horse, hence we had to wait till now. What do you do with a horse like this? I mean, uh, the world's his oyster, I suppose, safely through today. Do you have a target race this prep, or do you just work through the grades and maybe come back in the autumn with a nice target? 
Yeah, I just, um, you know, I said to Scott Eagleton, you know, there were offers, but how do you put a value on a horse that's four, rising five, and won his first race? By a very good sire. Um, he's the sort of horse I could see getting to a Thorndon mile at some stage. He's fully mature now, so let's just hope he keeps winning and we can target a nice race later in the season. Race uh, for the Seaton Park, uh, where you were pretty popular amongst your mates, the Wolf Pack, when Cherry Rose got the job done last time. She'd built to that win. I thought uh, Armless Buharan, your apprentice, did a super job on her that day. Can she take the step up into 65 company? Works as yes, she will, um, albeit she hasn't run on a, a yielding track or a better track, uh, to say Butch, but drawn a, an average barrier. Um, but, yeah, the tote says she can and the work says she can. So her mother was a firm tracker, so I don't think the improving track condition should worry. Um, and if Amos can get a, a nice r- a run, fifth or sixth in the run and cart into the race, she'll be competitive. Mm, and you'll be popular again. The vodka will be flowing. Race number five, Tavi Mac Frodo, as he's known by uh, all and sundry. Look, he's been a super horse. He's won the 12 of 24. Not many have a win strike rate like that. You're claiming uh, with Amless again, uh, taking the three off down to 59. Has he gone forward and progressed since that Waikato stud Foxbridge uh, run? He has improved, Butch. He wasn't bad in the Foxbridge. He actually raced okay, so... With natural improvement, back to an open handicap with three off, you'd have to be positive from a one draw. And he could probably find himself in the trail behind Deerfield. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't put his hand up. We'll be looking at at other things, but he hasn't done anything to uh, give me a negative vibe on him. He's worked good. The best version of Tavi Mack would have uh, that lot covered. Is he, you think he's somewhere near back to his best? Yeah, I, I do. Emma, give him a gallop Thursday. Worked good on Tuesday. And uh, he pulled up very well on Thursday. So, uh, yeah, I think I've got him somewhere near his uh, best. That'll be good enough for me. Race number seven, the ITM Interprovincial. You've got two really strong chances here. We'll go through them in race book order. Number seven, Aracena. Again, a really good ride from your kid. You must have been thrilled that he rode those two winners at Hara. It's taken him a while to get to it, but he's improving all the time. Yeah, he had a few rough edges to knock off him, but he's a, a young man that listens and wants to be better. Um, so Russell's given him a job at 51 kilos. He said he can ride that easily without being a widdly donk, so I'm happy to have him on at 51. And she actually worked better than, uh, well, Kempe calls him Jam now because it's just Ask Me. But uh, I wouldn't say that's a positive for one or a negative the other because Just Ask Me is a, a sloppy track worker, Butch. Aracena was good uh, last time. It is a big step up in, in class, but the 1,800 metres, she's always given the uh, impression, and with just 51 kilos, she should be strong enough through the line? Yeah, well, I, you know, I'd put Just Us Me on top because he's got the rating points, but, you know, he wouldn't want to look after look over his shoulder if he did get to the front of the 200 because with 51, she'll be closing as well. So gives us a strong hand, Butch, and, and hopefully it pans out for us. You're talking about him, just ask me. He's been strong uh, through the line late, over 1,600 metres of late. 1,800 strikes is ideal, and you've got a bit of a plan with him to head up to 2,040, so you'd want to see him strong at the end of 1,800 metres? Yeah, mate, the Livermore's the plan. He's a 101 raider, and, you know, once you get to wait for age, that's where he lands, and they're hard to find. So it's it's a, a fitting run for that uh, that race. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be hard to beat, mate. I, I think it's a little bit 
substandard the race this year and, and lighter in numbers, 13. He's a back runner, so hopefully he doesn't encounter too much traffic. Have you consulted your expert owners in regards to Livermore, or have they let you choose the path? Oh, I don't let Kempi and Bruce know very much at all. I do my bit, and when it's time to put the money on, I do inform them, Andrew. Okay? <laughs> That's the main thing. Right, Alan, talking about putting the money on, you've been uh, great to us uh, on Breakfast with the Kiwis when we've asked to have a bet. You can't say the All Blacks into this one, given they just won last night, and you can't uh, say not the Warriors because they've finished for the season. Which way do we go with the money uh, this weekend? <clears throat> I think you'd back Fleming to win and go each way on Frodo and just ask me. Righto, Fleming to win, race three, number three. Race five, each way, Tavi Mac, number one. And race seven, number eight, just ask me. Thanks for your time, Alan. Good luck. See you, buddy. Bye. Alan Sharrick with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellas, Butch Castles here. We'll have Matt Cross on the program after this. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis this morning. A big weekend of racing ahead and one man who will be central to all of it at Rickerton Park. The voice of Rickerton Park is Matt Cross. Morning to you, Matt. Yeah, morning, Jordan. Morning to Butch and all of our Australian listeners. Looking forward to tomorrow's meeting. I think it's sort of the start of, of a really good run of racing that we're going to have around uh, not only Christchurch, but around New Zealand with a lot of the three-year-olds starting to step out. Slow seven track rails out nine metres, preserving the inside with uh, the Canterbury Bell being the feature book. Righto, Matt, let's have a look at the quaddy. Uh, I thought uh, Burgundy Rose was super last time. Opie Boston doing the riding. Great to have him at Rickerton Park uh, on this Saturday, and she'll take all sorts of beating on what we saw a week or two ago. Yeah, even from the barrier draw, Butch, I think it's her race to lose. I think Opie Boston will show some real intent out of the gates, get her forward, try and control the race through the middle part, and, and she's probably got enough speed to hold most of them off, so... To my eye, she's one of the, the best bets on the program. Uh, tomorrow is Burgundy Rose. I, I really like her as a as a multi-prospect outside of her. Harborside's trialled up nicely. Comes up with a bit of a sticky gate. Could go forward. And live drama is fresh up off uh, barrier number five. She's got the four kilo claim on. She's a very good mare. Could just find herself in a bit of traffic. But if Burgundy Rose is in front, out of trouble, I think she'll be winning again. Race six, the New Zealand Bloodstock Canterbury Bell. You alluded to this as the feature. Really interesting with these three-year-olds, a number of them kicking off. We saw some as two-year-olds. We saw, we've seen some early this season. Uh, look, I thought there was uh, uh, plenty to uh, take the lead on the fact that Bosson is on one kiss down the bottom for the Mark Walker stable uh, rather than I choose you. One kiss is short in the market, but I was taken by, as I'm sure you, you were, mistake on debut. She was super, really good. She ran some time there as well, 109.55, won by nearly 10 lengths on the synthetic track. The second horse, Mary Wecker, went on to win Wednesday Just Gone. The third horse went on to place again, so the form stacks up. She's a real free-going type. And what I like about her too, even though she is a free-going horse, she doesn't overdo it when she's in front. So I reckon Michael McNabb will take her to the lead and take all sorts of beating. One kiss, the 13, and the Batania colours. Look, this horse had no luck first up at Topol on a slow six. Got into trouble a couple of times. Lost its momentum. Bossing on, wide draw. I think he can negate that. Nine, Kiki Mora. 
there's a horse I think that likes to get out and roll. She could be finding herself somewhere close to the speed drawn right next to Miss Tate. Could possibly position up just in behind the favourite. And outside of that, Defiance, a very good filly as well from the Kennedy and Furlong team. But I think if Miss Tate leads, she's going to have the advantage over one kiss. Maybe not too much between them ability-wise, but the barrage will certainly play their part. Yeah, indeed. Uh, looking forward to it. Should be a, a good uh, pointer to the future as we head towards the 1,000 guineas. Right over the Martin Collins New Zealand Cup trial. Another pointer towards uh, the big race in November. As a thought, struck me as an improver on that run resuming. Uh, maybe 1,800 still short of its best, but she's a good mare when she's right. Yeah, she was so good the other day, as a thought. Another one who got her momentum checked a little bit at the 150, but really was able to gather herself up and was quite willing to the line. That was her first run in 133 days. She's in play. I thought Campionessa, the eight, even with the wide draw down to 53 and a half. She's run 33.40 for her last 600 on the synthetic the other day, 10.66 on the way home. So the step to 1,800 metres looks good. Handles a soft track, just wants a little bit of pressure on, and I think she can charge over the top. Burnview number seven comes out of an open handicap last time over the mile. I think he's ready for 1,800. He absorbed a fair bit of pressure at the start of that race, stuck on well. Southern Ocean match to get a good run, sit third or fourth and running. He's second up, performs well on that state, and Frankie the Fox, the horse going well, runner number three. Campionessa on top, but I think it's a fairly open race. There's a couple of strong chances. Pretty good race too, Matt. I think there'll be a number of these that, uh, all things being equal, will progress through to a New Zealand Cup based on uh, on the way that they're going. Yeah, I agree with you. And as a thought, it is one of those. William Wallace has got Boston jumping on as well. And you've got a couple of newcomers to the staying ranks, Five Princes and Jack Knows Best. So Campioness is not over the line. I think she deserves to be the favourite, but it'll certainly be a good reference. Righto, the last the Racecourse Hotel and Motor Lodge again. I've decided to uh, throw a really, really tough race, race at us to try and sort out the quaddy. I thought Ava Quinella was pretty good resuming. Zaluminous is uh, certainly deserving of a winning turn on the strength of those two z- seconds with Boston jumping on, but tons of chances, including the likes of Sacred Giant. Yeah, Zaluminous has got 62 kilos, which is a bit of a concern, but she's the class horse of the field, and clearly she's 10 points higher uh, than the majority of the rest of the field is a rating 83. So it's her race to lose, I think, on the ratings. The weight and the draw could be a concern, but she follows speed really well. And the fact that that track's come back to a seven now gives me a little more confidence around her hopes. Number four, Fetty Ken. I think this horse is a chance of getting handy from a nice enough gate to work with. We haven't seen her since the 27th of May, but she does perform well fresh. Seven Sacred Giant is a go-forward horse. Really loves Rickard and Park. If he's in front, he'll give you a sight. And Ava Quinella second up. Should be good improvement from her. Expect to see her finding the line. But it is a tricky race. If you're going on the ratings, it is a luminous race to lose. Righto, what's the best of the day, Matt? I'm not sure if it's in those four races we looked at, but is there one uh, outside of that that we can have a little bit each way on to, uh, to get the weekend off to a great start? Well, maybe not an each-way bet, but I think in race number two, Butch, number two, Athene, should be able to lead them out and then posse up potentially in behind Arabia, who's likely to go forward. She's overdue a winning turn, Athene, and I really reckon they've found the right race for her. So race two, number two, about $3. Fill your boots and see how you get on. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for your time again. Uh, enjoyed working with you earlier in the week. Good calling uh, at Rickerton Park. Yeah, same to you, Butch. Uh, happy punting uh, to everybody across there in the Tasman. Good luck.
Matt Cross with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always great to have him on to preview what's coming up this weekend. Uh, Butch, it's a big weekend ahead for you. We've got a bit of time to have a look at what's happening with the Great Northern. Yeah, we are, uh, of course, with Ellerslie being reconstructed. The uh, jumps racing, we had to run the Pakaranga Hunts a couple of weeks ago, and they serve as a lead-up to both the Great Northerns, the Peter Kelly Baileys Great Northern Hurdle and the Benfoot Racing Great Northern Steeplechase. Culmination of the jumping season and the Nelson McDougall stable has been absolutely on fire. As I said earlier, Aaron Kuru, home from Australia to ride a couple of weeks ago, stayed on for the Northerns, 150000 up for grabs in both races, so certainly worth while Aaron being here, he rides Ned Wynn, who will run a dominant favourite in the Baileys, the Peter Kelly Baileys Great Northern Hurdle. Uh, look, the win last time was super. There'll be plenty of improvement. Hadn't raced for some time, and Kuru just uh, is a class act in the saddle. We're really lucky to have him, Sean Phelan, Sean Fannin, amongst others, but those three in particular high-class jumps riders. So I thought Ned Wynn would be uh, too good in the Great Northern Hurdle. In the steeplechase, again, uh, no tip. This one, Sean Phelan for the... Nelson McDougall stable had it on top over Aaron Kuru's Mount uh, Magic Wonder. These two fought out a really uh, close finish in the Pakaranga Hunt Cup a couple of weekends ago. So they were the two obvious. Kiddo was good in running third in the Hunt Cup. Sean Fannin does the riding for Kevin Myers. And uh, that was the danger to me outside the obvious no tip and Magic Wanda. They are uh, a couple of uh, really testing events. The hurdle at 4,200 metres and the steeplechase at 6,500 metres. It'll take a while, but if you've got some time at 1.50 on Sunday afternoon New Zealand time or 3.36 Sunday afternoon New Zealand time, a great spectacle upcoming with the Great Northern Hurdle and Steeplechase. Will there be a big crowd at the event? Yeah, look, I think, um, it, as I say, it has no history at Tarapa. It's uh, all the histories at uh, Ellerslie. But these uh, people that enjoy the jumps racing, they go near and far to support it. So we are anticipating that there'll be a few turnout. The forecast is improved. So hopefully the weather plays its part and uh, that there are uh, a few people that come out and enjoy. As I say, it's sort of the end of the jumps uh, season. There are a couple of lower class meetings to be staged. But as far as uh, feature events go, these two culminate uh, the jumping season. And it's been uh, one that the Nelson McDougall stable has really dominated and look if they could finish with one or both of the Great Northerns it would put uh, the icing on what's been a pretty tidy cake for them as far as the season goes and uh, that's your Sunday is there anything for uh, today your Saturday that uh, that you like any winners that you can tip us into yeah, look, uh, I thought Taranaki Allen was going to have a big day. As he said, he's happy that he's got Tavi Mack uh, somewhere near uh, the future. Interesting race, the last at Taranaki. It's the NZB Air Freight Road to the Jericho. So the race uh, that's run over there at Warrnambool, uh, is it, uh, for uh, 4,200 or some crazy long distance on the flat. The winner of this gets the opportunity to head across to the Jericho. Didn't mind number three, Orla. I think it'll love the distance. Gets a three-kilo claim with Lily Sullivan, Sutherland. So we'll go around with 55 and a half kilos. So, uh, look, there'll be interest for the Australian listeners uh, in as far as the, the winner of this race gets the opportunity to co- contest the Jericho. And I thought Orla. So race eight at Taranaki, number three on an each-way basis. Orla was a decent chance. Excellent stuff, Butch. Uh, enjoy the big weekend ahead. Good on you. Thanks, Jordan. Breakfast with the Kiwis done. You can catch us again same time, same place next week right around Australia and New Zealand. 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.